Hello and welcome back to Come On Ref. I'm Leo Caven and today I'm going to be talking about this week's action in the Premier League and also a big topic in the world of football. I just want to start off by sending my condolences to everyone affected by last week's tragedy in Los Angeles. Rest in peace to Gigi, Kobe Bryant and everyone that was in that helicopter that day. Kobe was an inspiration to many, someone that I looked up to and many people around and in sport can look up to and see an inspiration of the man that he was. We look at this week's results and the thing that really caught my eye was big teams again not putting in work and not getting the results that they needed. We have Leicester City and Chelsea drawing two each, which for Chelsea's sake and trying to get Champions League, it's a bit tough for them. They are sitting in fourth, but they only have... Tottenham with four points behind them. You also look at Liverpool, 4-0 against Southampton. A dominant, dominant performance once again. They don't look like they're slowing down at all. And we have teams like West Ham who are in trouble at the bottom or are getting draws against Brighton, three each at home. You also have Man United drawing with Wolverhampton Wanderers, which is which is typical Man United this league, this season. But it's not really doing much for themselves in the, in the hope to to have a salvage of of a season. We also have on Sunday, of course, the big headline of it all was Man City getting beat by Tottenham two 0 With Tottenham having only a couple of shots and also Man City having seventy percent possession, a two 0 loss to Mourinho's new side is is quite embarrassing on Man City's part. Especially Pep Guardiola, he's trying to do something with this club and especially try to to squeeze the gap to less than 22 points that Liverpool's ahead by. We look at the table and we have Liverpool, of course, that doesn't look like they're going to take their foot off the pedal anytime soon. We also have Man City, Leicester and Chelsea all in that Champions League spot, which is surprising for me. It really is. It's surprising to see Leicester up there still in February. I know we've seen them before, it's a couple of seasons back, them winning the league and going off and doing something. But for a team that has had three managers in the last five years, it is pretty, pretty amazing what they can do. I think it's some of the players that they still had. A lot of people doubted them since they lost N'Golo Kante. But in my in my case, I think it's just it's great to see a team that isn't regarded as is a power team in the Premier League doing doing well. Again, Sheffield United, surprising people, just got newly promoted this season and are already in sixth, which is very, very good considering that they're a new side and don't exactly have the, the, the feeling of the Premier League once again. Usually teams that go into the Premier League or promoted have trouble getting back up. We look at other teams like Arsenal who are... As an Arsenal fan, it hurts me to watch. We've only had six wins this season. I know we had the new manager come in, Mikel Arteta, ex-player from Arsenal, but it's not really doing much to to our argument that we can do something this season. You look at teams like Everton who are getting jumped by Wolverhampton. But to be honest, Wolverhampton are a good side. I do have to say that. I, I like the way they play. I love the players that they got in. Players like Ruben Neves, Jair Matinho, Rui Patricio, all Portuguese players. I think they've done a really, really good job over at Wolverhampton there. 
Another thing that I wanted to talk about was also the highly anticipated player, James Madison, who was playing for Leicester. There's rumours that he is going to sign a new contract with Leicester, which is surprising because teams like Chelsea and also Tottenham were looking at him to buy. Looking at Liverpool's outstanding season that they've had so far, there's a couple of things that we would want to know from Jurgen Klopp on exactly what they're trying to emulate. Now, of course, every team goes into a game thinking, hmm, let's try and win the game, let's get the three points and get out of here. But in many cases, like Liverpool, of course, there will be situations where they, they play for the draw if there's a hard game, maybe an away game on a Tuesday night somewhere. Of course, I would say that they've won the league by now. It's 22 points ahead of Man City in February. They only actually need to win six straight games and they'll actually get a guard of honour from Man City which would boil the blood of any Man City fan after a, I would say horrible season against Liverpool because who would want to get like have a team run away with the league in February the big thing that I would say that Pep Guardiola has to do is bounce back after this coming season I think he has a good set of players I, I no doubt he'll spend the cash again and get a good team around him, maybe sell a couple of players here and there. A lot of people saying that Aguero could be going somewhere, probably South America, as he's getting older, even though he's playing very well this season. And also Leroy Sané probably going to Germany somewhere. Uh, He's been injury-riddled, hasn't played a game for Man City this season. But back to Liverpool. Do they want to emulate the Invincibles, Arsenal, the only team ever to go unbeaten in the Premier League? Now, that's a big task, and they've done the bulk of the work so far. Like they have only pl- they've played twenty five games and they've got 25, 24 wins. That's that's incredible. That is just pure pure commitment, staying focused. Jurgen Klopp's done a great job, but do I think they'll go unbeaten? All in all, yes, I think they will. Looking at the way they've played against big teams, even though they could mess up somewhere here and there, I don't think that this team is going to lose focus anytime soon. I think there was a lot of talk also that um, Henderson in the middle of the park, Liverpool's captain, could honestly, if they ended the season now, get player of the year the way he's been playing. He's just run that midfield. He's been everywhere for Liverpool. He's motivated them. Coming off of a Champions League win, high expectations for them to do something in the in the league, and they've gone out and smashed it. 73 points in the start of January, which is incredible. I honestly see them going unbeaten. That's not me joining the hype train. That's just, if you look at the way they've been playing, the the, the performances that they've been playing together, That's the, that's the biggest part of Liverpool, to be honest. The biggest part for me is the way that they can they can move and just the way they play. They're very, very they're very consolidated when it comes to their defense. They get quite a lot of players behind the ball. They work as a unit in the midfield in the back and then they give the ball to Salah, Sane and Firmino up top and just let them do their thing. That's the one thing. There's no like systems. That's the problem with like teams like Arsenal. So many systems in a team like that. Once you like get take the creativeness out of a player, that can o- honestly ruin their performance for them, ruin their 
their creative mind and what they can do, and that's exactly what Liverpool have done. They've give they've just they've just taken the collar off of these players and let them do whatever they want in that position. Now, moving on to the topic that I wanted to discuss, it was a topic that someone came to me and asked me a question that I thought, great, that's a great thing to talk about this week. And the question was, do I think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could be a long-term fit for Man United? Now, it's a good question. It's a hard one. You can do the rash decision where it's like, no, look at the season they've been having right now. But honestly, I think there's more to that. You do look at the season they've had this season, and they've played 25 games, only had nine wins. Their record in the last five games, they've had one win, one draw, three losses. It's not really been a great season for them. A lot of backlash, a lot of player falling out. Now, I want to go into Man United's culture, something that I've noticed that is quite tough to to get your head around but I honestly think the reason why players come to Man United and don't perform is there's something deep inside the Man United executive board. You get players like Alexis Sanchez, Romelu Lukaku who both came to Man United didn't perform the way that everybody wanted them to perform and then both went to Inter Milan and now are having great seasons. It's 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 wild in that case, like Di Maria coming in. Everybody thought he was going to be something new. He was going to be, the, I don't know, even like the new Bale, you know, that type of player. But no, he didn't really perform. Then he went to PSG and he, now he's performing. Same with Memphis Depay. Didn't really play well at Man United. Boom, went to Lyon and is now one of the best players in France. I think that is a big reason why... It's not Ole's fault at times. I think there's something deep in that club that it's tough on the players, maybe the culture, the atmosphere. There's something wrong with it. Now, you actually look at Ole, and you look, he's only had 68 games he's managed, and he's won 34, which having a 50% win ratio in a Premier League team isn't exactly bad. But for a team like Man United, a team that expect to do something every year, it's not exactly great, is it? And you look at what they've done this season, and they've only had nine wins. Now, they are in seventh, but nine wins. You've got teams like Sheffield, Leicester above them. It's it's not exactly great. So do I think that Ole is a good fit for them? At the start, yes. Yes, I did. First eight games, eight wins. Everyone was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ole's at the wheel. Everything like that. Everyone made the jokes. It's, wow, he's a great fit. But I think that that was just anticipation by the players I think that was like ho ho new manager like they start to act better they start to oh this is going to be exciting it's new change we're not going to lose anymore and then everyone lost focus I don't think he's a good fit I don't think that the players have as as much respect as they did before for him I don't think the fans do either I think they're just waiting for something to happen and I don't think it's going to come they're waiting for some big result, then start to get in form again. But no, they just did the Man United thing where they're in trouble. So, hey, let's just sign someone. They signed Bruno Fernandes. Good player, great player. But will he do well in Man United? I don't see it. You look at Man United's track record. In the last five years, they've had three managers. You look at Louis van Gaal 
who's actually doing a better job, well, did a better job than Ole's doing right now. Jose, who won three different trophies, and then went to Ole, who's not exactly having a great, great season. So do I think he's a good fit? No. Do I think that they can get somebody better? Yes. But who? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But, yeah, it was a great question, great question. Moving on to my last segment, which is my Premier League predictions of the week. We only have four games this week because of other cups and championships. On the early game on Saturday, it's Everton versus Crystal Palace. I see Everton comfortably winning this, considering them in the table against Crystal Palace. Yeah, I could see them definitely win this game. The 5.30 game is Brighton versus Watford. Brighton coming off of a big, big draw earlier in the week. I can't really see Watford doing much considering that their striker Igalo signed for Man United. I think it's going to be tough for them to get goals when they don't have him. So I, I would go with a Brighton win. On to Sunday, the 2 o'clock game, Sheffield United versus Bournemouth. I do see Sheffield United comfortably winning this considering them how well they're doing the table. I think they're going to put pressure on whoever's above them. Can't see Bournemouth getting a result away from home against a good Sheffield team with Ollie McBurney, Scotsman, on fire. Then go to the 4.30 game, Man City versus West Ham. West Ham have, have not had a great season at all. And Man City coming off a, a, a embarrassing loss against Tottenham. I can't see Pep Guardiola taking his foot off the, the gas there. I think it's going to be a full squad. I think they're going to try and boost themselves with a comfortable win against them. So I do see Man City winning that game. I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out to me after last week's episode dropped. It was amazing to see the support and the views and the followers after that. It was it was something that I never imagined. It really did boost my confidence and made me feel like I was doing something worth worthwhile. So thank you to everyone who's been supporting me. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Come On Ref. There will be a North American sports episode later this week. Follow the show's Instagram page at comeon underscore ref. If you have any topics that you would want me to go over, then send a message to that Instagram page. I'm Leo Caven. Have a good weekend and stay safe.